You're listening to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast, a podcast for psychotherapy group practice owners where you learn the business side of running a group practice. I'm your host, Maureen Werbach. This episode is sponsored by Therapy Notes. Therapy Notes is a practice management and EHR software that helps behavioral health professionals manage their practice with confidence and efficiency. I've been using Therapy Notes in my own group practice for about five or six years now, and they're hands down amazing. They've got a scheduling and to-do list that is so easy to look at, a notes template that is amazing and exactly what you need, billing that has accurate reports that you can use, credit card processing system, a client portal that's constantly being updated, security, and tech support that is amazing. You can call and actually talk to someone right away. If you're looking for an EHR that can give you everything you need to run your group practice smoothly, try Therapy Notes out by going to www.therapynotes.com forward slash the group practice exchange and you'll get two free months to try them out. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Group Practice Exchange podcast. I'm super excited for this episode because I've got someone who I've been trying to get on for a while now. Uh, Her name is Allison Scott and she owns a group practice, but she's going to be talking about something kind of unique that I know a lot of people think about but haven't yet done, which is purchasing a group practice. So hey, Allison, how are you? Fantastic. Thank you for having me. I... Like I said before we started recording, I'm really excited that I have you on because I've been following your journey um, in buying your practice and you've done amazing stuff, at least from my end and how I see it happening. It's pretty freaking amazing. So I'm excited (laughs) to have you talk about your journey, what it was like to buy a group practice, some of the ins and outs and things that people just don't know until until they do it. Um, So tell us where you're at now. What is the group practice like? Where is it at? How big is it? And then we can work our way backwards into kind of your journey to getting there. Absolutely. Yes. Um, So Mass Bay Counseling is the name of the practice. We're located on the South Shore in Massachusetts, a really vibrant area. Um, And the practice itself has been in place for over 30 years, which you don't always find with group practices, which is really nice. So currently we have about um, six full-time staff, um, a part-time admin, um, and we really are maxed out where we are just space-wise. Um, we have been for quite a while. It's been so busy. I'm sure I've heard this from everyone around our area and just all over the place that the last year has been um, quite busy for mental health, whether it's the State of the Union or people just being more open about looking for um, support. And so we've just been nonstop for the last year and really looking how to expand um, and continue serving our community. So we are actually in a really exciting time because we're looking to expand to a new building um, that I've actually purchased for the for the group that will let us ex- hopefully get to about um, 12, 13 maybe clinicians, which I'm sure will pop up the need for more admin um, and support there as well. But uh, it also has space that's going to allow us to do um, groups and community events and training. So all of all, myself and my staff are just so excited about where we are. Um, and I have a really amazing team right now that I'm so blessed to have. That's awesome. So w- you tell, tell everyone, I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag, tell everyone <laughs> your unique situation in terms of buying this group practice. Absolutely. Um, you know, it wasn't something that was on my radar until a few years ago. So I had done community mental health. I had done military work. I had done schools and traveling for, for many years. Um, 
decided to kind of come back home to Massachusetts. I missed the snow, so I know I'm a little odd that way, um, but wanted to come back home and, and kind of get some roots. So decided to try my hand at private practice, which I had never done before. I um, met with the owner of Mass Bay Counseling, who was Donna McQueen at the time, and learned a little bit about private practice, learned about, you know, the shift from community mental health, which is obviously a huge one, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the world of insurance and credentialing and all that good stuff. But it seemed like a really great group. And so I joined up with Mass Bay Counseling um, as a clinician in about 2016. Um, you know, I started seeing kids and teens, which is my specialty, LGBT kids, um, trans and non-binary kids and their families, um, and really started loving my work at the practice. And then about a year and a half, two years in, um, Donna, the owner, came and talked to me and said that she was thinking about retiring from really the business part of it. She has been doing clinical work full time. Um, the woman's a phenomenal. She's a beast. I don't know how she does it. She's, she's in her 60s and she sees about 10, 12 clients a day, does trauma work, loves the clinical work, but really wanted to step back from the business side of things. Yeah. Um, so she was looking to sell the practice. Um, so she said that, um, you know, in my time there that she had, you know, kind of been impressed by, you know, my work and, and my, um, you know, just kind of my part in the practice, I guess. Um, to be honest, I felt a little bit like Charlie and in, in Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. I felt yeah. like she was kind of handing me over the, <laughs> the golden ticket here. Um, you know, and so she just kind of put it in my view if I would be interested at all in um, taking over. So wasn't anything I had thought about until that point. I was still just really enjoying my life in private practice. But um, when she brought it up, it it really sounded like a great opportunity. So it really opened my eyes to possibilities and saying, okay, well, what what would this look like? And, and really, what could this be? Um, so we started, you know, this journey of figuring that out together. Um, it really was a, a great partnership from the beginning. So I started shadowing um, Donna and the office manager at that time who was there full time to really, I wanted to know absolutely everything. I'm definitely a self-admitted control freak. So <laughs> I wanted to know absolutely every in and out of the practice. Obviously, till that point, I had kind of just known the clinician side. Um, I have a question. Sure. Was there any, um, what was that beginning process like in terms of how other, were there other clinicians at the time, right? Did, yes. Were they okay with that process or were they part of like knowing that that was happening? Or how, so was during like? the first kind of, um, I kind of did a bit of an undercover boss for about six months okay. um, before really deciding to move forward. So I told her that I really, you know, wanted to get to know all the ins and outs, um, you know, and shadowing that, that I was, I was absolutely interested, but, you know, really didn't know what I was looking at. So we decided to kind of keep that quiet. Um, only the office manager and her knew that, you know, I was kind of learning some of the, you know, pieces behind the scenes um, at the time to really figure out if it could be a fit. So we did that for about six months. And that was, um, you know, me learning everything from the office manager who was a, a really pivotal role at that point, maybe almost had taken on almost too much, mm -hmm. um, you know, was doing everything as far as uh, billing, um, credentialing, um, really every piece that you didn't see. So wow. she was really my go-to for kind of learning how we, you know, the policies and procedures that we had in place for these things. Um, Cause like I said, Donna was still doing full-time clinical work. So at a certain point, kind of once, 
once I learned that piece, um, I worked with Donna on really learning the financial part of where the, where everything stood. Um, and once we got to a point of, okay, we're going to do this, that's when we told the staff, um, you know, that things would be kind of switching over, what would change, what wouldn't change. Although at that point we were, we were still figuring that out. And I would come to learn that that would, <laughs> that would shift over the months. Mm-hmm. So did people feel okay about it? Was that something that was another um, obstacle that you guys had to face that maybe you guys weren't thinking about or didn't anticipate? Or was it something that worked smoothly? I, I envision everything always being a little harder than it's supposed yeah. to be. So I, I, I'm making an assumption that people were like, why wasn't I picked to, you know, buy it or whatever. Um, and I think um, I probably was a little on the opposite where I was like, everything's going to be great. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going <laughs> to, it's going to be smooth. It's going to be, everyone's going to be happy. Um, Donna is a, a fantastic human being, but I know for herself kind of self-admittedly, she said she had just really stepped back from kind of oversight. Um, so some processes had kind of been, squeaky for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was kind of thinking, oh, great, I'll kind of, you know, sharpen things up, people will love this. Um, And generally, you know, at at first, I think there was a really good, you know, generally good support and good feel. Um, But then, you know, we had to really look at what systems are working, what systems aren't working. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there was a clinician who was there who had been there longer than me, who I do think, you know, wasn't really it wasn't again, anything against myself, but just really was feeling a little bit, um, you know, they kind of weren't chosen. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I of course understood that and even myself, I was thinking, Oh God, this would not feel great for me. Yeah. Um, you know, we had some clinicians who kind of had just gotten hired and started. So they were kind of like, Whoa, this is a lot of change. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, the office manager had really been, um, taking over, um, you know, had really been given, you know, the, the chance to do a lot of things that almost were, were just a lot to ask of one person. Um, and so I think the shift from, you know, um, Donna's kind of passive um, piece to yes. my kind of really active leadership was yep. the shift for a lot of um, the staff that it was just so different from what they were used to that they had to really decide if it was a fit for them or not. Yep. So we, I think that's in- probably pretty common for m- most purchases of, um, a, a group practice, but I, I don't know necessarily about other types of businesses because I think a lot of large, large, large corporations, um, most people don't even have uh, access to the business owner. Right. So it's not necessarily, you know, any sort of movement one way or another when someone else buys a business like that. But I think in our industry and a lot of smaller um, companies, when uh, ownership is really an active part, um, even with your person, she was active in seeing clients and was, you know, obviously there a lot, um, that just making shifts like that can be, um, can really shake things up for smaller organizations. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Donna, um, had been such an integral part of Mass Bay. And, and what I had mentioned was the agreement was actually that Matt, that she would continue to be a clinician, um, yeah. with Mass Bay. I absolutely didn't want to lose her. She does phenomenal work. Um, and does really long-term great work with clients. So I know that in and of itself, a lot of you know, family and friends, other professionals were like, Ooh, how is that going to work? And I was like, I'm not sure, (laughs) Um, but we're going to try it because she's amazing. And, you know, it it helped me really kind of on ramp into it as opposed to just, you know, one day, Oh, it's all on you. Right. So I really, she's still there, right? She's still there. Absolutely. So, um, I really lucked out with that. I, I, that was probably one of my biggest anxieties was like, Ooh, this, this can't work. Right. Like something's going to happen. She's going to, 
you know, not like what I'm doing and people are going to go to her, you know, and, and there was a little of that, but she was honestly just phenomenal from the beginning as far as, te- you know, supporting the vision of where it wanted to go. Her biggest thing was, you know, she, she wanted to see that Mass Bay would be, you know, have a plan to keep going for another 30 years. Right. Um, so since, since in the last two years, she's been nothing but supportive um, of every time I've implemented changes or, you know, um, updates, um, really being proactive and being positive with that. So I think that was a major part of it, that if that's something people are considering and, and staff who are going to stay, especially if it's like a previous owner that, you know, it, 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 like everything, it has to be the right people, right. you know, and they have to have the right intentions. And her intention was always to have a thriving practice where people love to work. Um, so we always aligned that way. Well, that's awesome. I mean, that's such a, I think a rare thing um, to happen. So that's amazing that you got to have that. So tell us about the buying and valuation process. Cause I think this is where everyone gets like, you know, it's a very, it's, you hear numbers thrown out there in terms of yes. what the valuations are and in our industry, cause it's different than in others. So, I mean, obviously you're now an expert, <laughs> expert <laughs> in buying group practices. So, well, here's the, you know, and here's the tough thing, because again, Donna's almost like a little bit of a, again, fairy godmother here. So she was, she was the one who proposed actually even like seller financing. So pretty much coming up with a price um, and me just making monthly installments to her for the next few years Oh, that's awesome. Um, at 0%. Um, because again, her thing was just, I want a mass pay to be taken care of and, and to do this. So really our thing was just figuring out like, what's, what's the number, um, which I know is where a lot of people fall. And, yep. you know, I'm a researcher. I like to look at everything. So I probably had stacks and stacks of PDFs and printouts and how do you value a company? And, um, you know, I think there's a lot of good information out there, but I do think that our business is a little different, you yeah. know, um, especially when you have, you know, Mass Bay's biggest thing was it's, um, you know, foundation in the community to be in the same town for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I've literally probably even in the two years since taking over done very little to no marketing. Um, right. It's always been word of mouth. People know Mass Bay. It's goodwill. Um, it's it's kind of one of the the names in the area that people know the most. And like, how do you put a price on that? Right. right. Um, you so know, keeping you? up with referrals. <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, big part was financially being able to just know and understand how to read financial documents. So, um, you know, transparency as far as, you know, monthly expenses, Donna being able to walk through, um, you know, some explanation of tax returns because, you know, tax returns can say what you want them to say. Yeah. Um, you know, so I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, it's just two times this. And I'm like, okay, right. but no, because <laughs> if, you know, depending on your accountant and how you make things look, we all know that like there's different ways of how that can look on a tax return. So, right. um, you know, being able to really, again, trust that uh, Donna was being able to give a really transparent picture as far as, um, you know, expenses that are covered or, you know, being able to, you know, kind of the owner's part of things and distributions. Um, you know, so a lot of it was looking at yes, tax returns, but also I think what helped most was really that six months of shadowing and knowing, being able to recognize where the business wasn't taking advantage of growth opportunities. Um, so financially, you know, maybe it looked one way, but, you know, for example, um, you know, my, my mother always told me one of the most dangerous phrases is, Oh, that's just how it's always been done. Yeah. Um, and there were a lot of things in places that was, oh, that's just how it's always been done. Um, yeah. you know, and they really weren't necessarily financially, 
um, the smartest choice or, um, you know, they're more expensive, but Hey, that we had just always done it. And they raised the price and she just kind of said, okay. Yeah. So a lot of it, um, you know, she had never asked for increases in rates from insurance companies. It's a yeah. huge one. You yes. know, they'd been in practice 30 years, <laughs> you know, they'd yeah. gotten some of course, but you know, there was a lot of room there. Um, mm-hmm. you know, billing, um, 60 minute codes instead of 45, everyone there was doing 90837s. Everyone was there was doing hour sessions, but, um, you know, really knowing how to bill and knowing how to bill appropriately, um, was a huge increase right there. So, right. you know, I think it's not just what's on paper, but it's really knowing the business. It's really knowing, um, kind of what's going in and what's coming out and where there's opportunity there. So I think that was what was most helpful for me. Yeah. And um, now how do you, how do you take that into account? Like it, when it coming up with evaluation or, or what a business is worth, do you consider mi- missed opportunities that you can see using to grow the business as part of it? No. Right. Cause that's kind of your benefit later or is that right. So it's right. So it's a, it's a, <laughs> A little bit of both. I think okay. it's, um, you know, I definitely took into account just um, Donna was the first to kind of put out a number. Um, and so I was kind of going off that and saying, what would make this reasonable? What would, you know, does this make sense as far as where do I see the profit margins being? Um, where do I see, you know, kind of the level of my work being needed? You know, I was still carrying a full caseload at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is this going to look like as far as a full another, you know, 30 hours a week at least? Right. Um, you know, and there are so many factors. So I think, um, you know, part of it is, of course, saying, well, yeah, that's that's for me to grow once I take the business. Um, but also knowing that, like, okay, it's not just a simple two times what was on the tax return, um, you know, formulation that right. that is, you know, the, the piece that's already there, you know, the foundation, the structure. You know, I, I hear a lot of group owners who, um, you know, just building that structure, you know, insurance contracts and, and just how things work, um, you know, takes so long. And then so much of that was already up and running that, you know, to be able to hit the ground running, take over and be profitable from day one. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that's a huge yeah. piece. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, um, every few months get a company that wants to buy my group practice out. Mm. Um, and it wasn't until last year that I entertained it with one just to, you know, I think partially I was burnt out a little maybe and was like, what would it, what would it look like? And then the other part was like, I should know what, what this might potentially look like, you know, even if I don't plan on selling for another five, 10, 15 years. Um, so I had gone through the process and it was really interesting to see, um, what they consider value, Mm. um, beyond just the money part, uh, you know, how much is on your tax return. Um, you know, some of it, they wanted to know how many years each employee had been in the practice mm-hmm. and how, you know, that played a big role, you know, having a lot of people who are, had only been there a year or less, um, signified either that there was growth, which obviously nothing is so black and white. So either then they were like, okay, why are there so many people with just a year and less? And it was it because there's turnover or is it because mm-hmm. you just expand it? Cause those are two very different <laughs> One Absolutely. is a very positive reason exactly. to, and one's not. And um, just seeing different, I mean, they what they wanted to look at and get information on was far more than just the numbers um, in terms of like our leadership team and, you know, what roles that they're playing. Because obviously, you know, in our my business, they would be potentially buying, there's the doggy. 
Yeah, um, there he is. <laughs> so um, close. We made it so long. <laughs> it was such a, a one short little bark too. So. Uh, my other one sitting there looking at me like I'm not barking, and I'm like, yeah. oh, no, I see you. <laughs> and you're probably pointing your finger at them like, there. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting to just you know on on this end of it learn what people are wanting from me as a group practice owner. I know you were on the other end of it of saying, you know, that, you know, these are the things I want to see. Um, it was, it's, it was just interesting to be on the other end of saying like, Oh, I didn't realize it was important to cheat for you to know in terms of buying my business, how long my people have been here or, you know, how, how many people leave per year or, um, you know, how many clients each person is seeing, you know, each office is being used, things like that. So absolutely. Yeah. No. And those, I think that's, that's why it's so hard to put just, you know, a simple formula on it because there are those pieces, you know, big thing I learned um, was just tracking referrals and being able to see through, you know, six months or so, not only, you know, clinician wise, I knew I had stayed busy, but um, you know, being able to see like, wow, yeah, we do stay busy. You know, the, the need is there and people come yeah. um, and knowing that like, okay, that was only due to this little bit of marketing and that, you know, being able to kind of broaden my, my, obviously idea to the big picture and say, okay, what, you know, the team of clinicians we have here now, do we cover all ages, all populations? What, you know, what's missing? What would it take to get there? Um, you know, I definitely, I had quite a number of little notebooks, let's just say with lots of little, like, okay, did I think about this? Did I think about this? Um, you know, and I think that's, um, there's so many things that you don't until you're in that process. Like you said, until you really start exploring it, that you go, Oh, I didn't even think about this. You know, when it, you know, when I look at tax returns and it has, you know, some of these deductions and write-offs, but, you know, some of those were really amazing trainings that she had done a week away in, you know, Aruba. And I'm like, okay, well, that's, that is covered because that's an owner expense, but, you know, that's being able to see that like, oh yeah, that's where some of the finances was going or, yes, right. um, you know, again, just simple places to save money, um, right. you know, and, and things like that. So absolutely. Um, what what has it been like since having purchased getting into this in a different role? What has it been like for you to just be on the other end of it and own the group practice and have to make the shifts that you've had to make in terms of putting in, you know, assessing and kind of bettering the policies and procedures that were there or weren't there Um, staff issues, the culture piece, like what has it been like for you now? So it's definitely, you know, I know we all say everything's a journey, but it's, it's <laughs> been a journey. Um, you know, I think I'm, I'm very much, I count myself kind of in that servant leadership. You know, I really, I've worked, I think we've all probably worked in, in places, especially those who've done community mental health, where you just, you don't feel appreciated. You know, the paperwork's more important. Um, you know, you just don't get to focus on the client. So one of my biggest things was, wow, I get to really shape you know, a place where people hopefully will love to work, um, you know, and I think that leads to good client care. Um, so, you know, that's been one of my main priorities since taking over. Um, that's been things like just, you know, creating more of a culture of, um, you know, kind of interconnection. You know, I think a lot of us were maybe kind of, we were employees before, but kind of working as independent contractors and kind of creating more of a, you know, monthly meetings and stat quarterly staff events and, you know, message boards for each other, just, you know, really getting to know each other more where before it felt a little bit kind of, kind of like we were floating along there. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the culture has been a big one. Um, and that's been, you know, we ended up 
pretty much all the clinicians who were there when I took over, with the exception of, of two who have been there a very long time, like Donna, um, have moved on. Some have started their own practices. Um, like I said, the office manager moved on. And, um, you know, so there definitely was a lot of rebuilding there. And so the first, you know, first few hires for me were just so, obviously every hire is important, but really those first few where I was, you know, going, wow, I'm an employer who hires yeah. people <laughs> and I yeah. choose who I'm hiring. This is <laughs> insane. Right. Um, it was just, you know, so important to kind of match, you know, that future goal and, and optimism and, and kind of positive energy. Um, Cause I know how quickly one kind of, you know, piece of poison in the, in the well can do. So, right, right. Um, you know, really have tried to focus on that. It's been one of my number one things, you know, how to make everyone's jobs, um, you know, simpler and, and more fulfilled, giving them the resources that they need. Um, you know, we, we moved from classic paper files to an EHR, which is Whoa. super fun. <laughs> I'm actually right now in the middle of scanning about, you know, 5,000 old files um, to save them and shred them. So that's been my life the last few weeks, which that's is great. Fun. <laughs> oh, so much fun. Um, you know, but really, I, I really take that seriously as far as um, creating culture that people really want to come to and work. Right. Um, so that's been a big thing. Um, you know, really being open to feedback. Um, I had not, I had done supervision before I'd been a supervisor, but as far as kind of this level, uh, you know, there's definitely some of that imposter syndrome as far as like, Oh yeah, mm -hmm. I haven't done this before. Um, right. And then I'm going to make mistakes and that, and I'm very transparent with my staff about that, that, um, you know, I, I'm, doing what I know, but I might, I absolutely don't know everything. And so I welcome them kind of giving feedback and information and, um, us growing as a team. So, you know, I have, I really lucked out to be honest, all the hires that I've done since taking over have been phenomenal. Um, they've all been just great assets to the, to the group, which has made my job so much easier. I know. Isn't um, that interesting just, how good hires can do that for us? It's amazing, right? <laughs> um, yeah. You know, and I think, I, you know, a few weeks ago, I think I actually had my first kind of, well, it was okay. And there's nothing on paper that says I don't, you know, that they're not a good fit. And we do need clinicians. And I had to really stop myself yep. and say, okay, you've done so much on bringing in the right people that, yep. you know, you can't, you can't put that away now just because, you know, oh my God, we can't stop getting referrals. Right. So, you know, the right people, um, I think has made it so much easier and, and those who want that same, you know, vision um, yeah. has been great. So I want to end with a question and I'm kind of putting you on the spot. And so I'm going to ask it really slow so you can do a lot of thinking <laughs> <laughs> during it. But now being a group practice owner, I want to flip this into, um, I guess as a group practice owner, any feedback for maybe a group practice owner who might be purchasing another local group practice? Because I know um, you were coming in from the, you know, being an employee who mm. then becomes the business owner, but now you own this group practice. And I'm sure your experience of being on the other end and just going through the process of buying and selling a group practice gives you way more experience than any of us here. But if you, I know that a lot of group practices that are like local to us, when they, you know, retire, they often don't ask an employee in their practice. They'll ask another group practice, mm -hmm. hey, do you want to absorb ours or, you know, buy ours out? Um, what feedback would you have? Like if you can envision yourself now being this, you know, group practice owner and there's maybe another place nearby that wants to, you know, is retiring. 
they, they want to sell it to another group practice owner who can absorb it. Like, is there any feedback now knowing what you know that you would give to a group that wants to kind of buy or sell, I guess I'll go either way, buy or sell their group practice. Um, feedback that maybe you didn't anticipate. You know, I think, you know, as far as the selling side and just in my, my ongoing conversations with Donna, um, you know, the previous owner, it's really about, you know, knowing and and being very truthful, I think with yourself about what you want to see happen next. You know, it's, if it's, you know, I want to retire and have a little nest egg and go live my life and, and then they have the practice and I don't think about it anymore, then that's your goal. And that's amazing. If your practice, you know, if your if your goal is, you know, I, I've built this thing, um, this amazing thing from the ground up and I want it to continue for, you know, kind of the way it is for a few years, then like you have to think about is that, are you going to find someone who has the same vision as you, um, right. you know, and how are you going to feel if things change or if, you know, the, the, the vision or the mission changes, right. um, you know, I think that's, again, one of the only reasons that this has worked so well with myself and Donna is that, you know, she, from the beginning has said, you know, my goal is this, I want Mass Bay to continue being amazing, you know, and, and we really, you know, I think had that been a struggle, uh, you know, her continuing to be an employee would have been, you know, extremely difficult, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and as far as the buying a practice, I think, um, you know, there's, because there's so many pieces and I, I mean, even just, we all see when we're, when we're on some of our Facebook groups and your amazing page practices are run so differently. Right. Um, there are so many different ways to run a practice insurance and private pay and, and, you know, staffing and everything that, um, you know, I think having the wealth of knowledge from those type of groups is great, but if you're going to look at buying a practice, really knowing that practice, yeah. um, it's always I been why I've been turned off by buying other group practices because I'm like, oh, I would have to change it all. <laughs> yeah, right. And like that needs to be like how mine is because I feel really good about how mine, how this team is and our mission. I I could never buy one and not unless and I don't know any that in my area that are anything similar to mine in terms of how we just operate. So it seems like it would be really hard to do. I mean, yeah. So in that instance, I would think, I mean, you have to know that that's going to be, you know, a lot of work. And in, in some ways, maybe certain things more work, such as mm-hmm. retraining staff or re-changing the culture as opposed to building a culture. So I think that, I mean, that could be a whole podcast in and of itself. Right. Pros and cons and challenges of each because, um, you know, some, and, and even that knowing the staff, I, I don't know how, I honestly don't know how I would have gone about buying it not being part of it because there's just so many things you learn from being there on the ground, you know, right. you know, you know, the staff, you know, which ones are, you know, I, I had an idea. I had an idea of which ones were going to maybe not be on right. board and which ones probably weren't going to last. And generally I was right that way. Yeah. The only way I knew that was from being their coworker and, and being able to see that. So, you know, I think if possible, you know, not just knowing the kind of what's on paper, you know, it's almost like when we, when we do interview and hire someone, you know, they can look really great on paper, but mm-hmm. until you get to really see their work and, and see them interact and see the really day to day, that's when you know if it's a, if it's a really good fit. Yeah. Um, and that's really what I would stress if there's any way to be able to do that, to, you know, shadow the owner, shadow, you know, talk to the, the current staff, really get to know, you know, at that time, the office manager was the, was the crux of everything. So I knew that was where most of my information was going to come from. Yeah. Um, you know, that it can't just be so many things I think made me look at it like, Hey, it's a business deal. Look at it like this. And, you know, we're just not, 
you know, we're not just a business. Um, right. You know, our, our work is not just, you know, oh, Google, how do you value a business? It's just so much different than that. So, um, you know, I think being able to know, yes, there's a business side of it, but also know that like, hey, we have to look at a lot of variables that other people don't. Exactly. Um, and you yeah. have to know which of those are important to you. I, I think those are all great points. Dude, thank you so much for coming on and, and talking about this. Like I said before, I have been trying to get you to come because I knew you had an experience that was um, pretty unique and, and something that a lot of people have questions on. So I appreciate you taking time out of scanning papers, which <laughs> I... <laughs> I know. I'm so sad that you've torn me away from my love of scanning. <laughs> but uh, that brings me to, to the joke that I always say, which is um, oftentimes as a group practice owner, you become like a glorified admin of sorts oh, yeah. for a good period of time. Because I don't know how often I'm like, why do I have to be like, why am I the one that has to send all these emails and, and, and fix the printer and talk to, you know, um, and you know, the fun, the fun parts of business ownership. Um, so yeah, enjoy, enjoy scanning the 5,000 sheets into your new EHR. Um, but it'll oh, yeah. be well worth so it when fun. it's all done. <laughs> I, I found a note on a napkin yesterday. In one of oh. the files, and I was like, yep, I think we made the right choice. Going into EHR. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, have a good rest of your day. And again, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you so much. Yeah. Have a good one. Thanks. Need a new accountant or bookkeeper? Meet Green Oak Accounting. They're an accounting firm that works specifically with mental health practices, both solo and group. And they do all of your accounting needs from budgeting to accounting to bookkeeping and payroll to building your dashboard. And on top of that, they can help you set up your Profit First systems. So if you're thinking of using Profit First or currently use them, go to Green Oak Accounting and check them out. You can check them out at www.greenoakaccounting.com. Mention the Group Practice Exchange and get $100 off your first month. Thanks for listening to the Group Practice Exchange podcast. We'll see you next time.